Good morning, dear night, wherever you're on the world. Welcome to the Survive and Drive podcast. Today we're discussing the Dutch Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix, and all kinds of rumors with it. It's your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. That was good mic work there. You know, sometimes you gotta try new things. Yeah, so we're back again. Um, we apologize for the delay. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. Um, Tyler was not on vacation this time, for those of you that think it could be that. It's not, quite. it's not that. We did have some technical difficulties for a few weeks there. Life's but. a vacation, Alex. That's, well, yeah, now it is for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, still not, but for a lot of people, it is now. Um, Here's how we're gonna do things today yeah, we're yeah. gonna run through the Go order. Ahead. We're going to go through team in championship order. Uh, we're going to go through the Constructors' Championship, talking about each driver, their finishing position, their quality position for each of the last two races. Just try to catch up, uh, go through a little bit of what happened in the last couple races, and then maybe some drama and what, what we're looking forward to in Singapore coming up. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. So we're going to start with, you all know, Red Bull. Yeah, so... Do you want to read us off the? Let's start with uh, Zandvoort. Do you want to read us off quality and finishing prediction or predictions, finishing yeah. order for these? Yeah, yeah. I just you know I'm hesitant to because I want this to be an entertaining podcast. And what's yes. what's entertaining about going one one two one broke well, records? You know, I think we're well. We're we got so, sometimes we're opposite ends of the grid here at the at the numbers for the Red Bull drivers. That's true. Well, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> All right, Dutch quality. At his home race, Max Verstappen took pole, transitioned it into the win. A little bit of drama during the race, not much. He ended up doing well. Yeah. Uh, Monza Quali got out, raced to pole. Outplayed to pole. We'll get into who who got yeah. pole there. Uh, I'm sure many of you know, but Max Verstappen second in qualifying. However, he did finish the race in first. Um, he broke a lot of records with that win as well at Ferrari's home race. Yeah. What do we think about these records? How do you feel about them? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I, obviously everyone knows where our stance is on in terms of our fandom of Max, but it's, it's still very impressive. And I will, I will say like, they definitely do have like the gap between their car and the next best car, next best car is bigger than we've seen in a long time. It's really Mm -hmm. not close. I mean, I can't even remember the last time there was a gap this big between the top two cars. But they put together a great car. I think the the more miraculous thing is not even we know he's a great driver. He's been awesome this year. He hasn't really made a mistake or anything. I think the more impressive thing is they've had no which you can't even really like account for. They've had no DNFs, which like they built the car reliably, but they've had no like bad luck either. Like he's had no weird things happen or bad timings or bad pit stops he's having like he just hasn't had any bad luck this year well what was it the last like three laps that they were asking him to really lean off of it yeah i think it was i think it was in monza yeah when he was coming home to the record the last three laps he had some some kind of issue that they were really worried about yeah and they ended up having to to really slow him down at the end there so i mean in terms of the whole season that's pretty much it like absolutely when is the they've had no concerns ever yeah yeah no super reliable car i mean to be honest with you, I'm I'm starting to lean towards the boat of I'd like to see him win the rest of of these races. I kind of am too. In, just to see, just to like say we witnessed it. We're like, oh yeah, exactly. this guy won whatever it is, 18 races in a row. We've already season. We've already watched enough painful races that at this point, it might as well get it over with. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I I think 
that'll be something to watch out for, obviously. Uh, very much in the cards. I think, you know, when you think about these races and think about how many different things can go wrong for a team, it is, and obviously Max is outpacing every other car by oh, yeah. by miles, but so many little things can go wrong. Yeah. So like a tire in the grass here, a little, you know, a little bit of oversteer yes. here and you're in a wall and then exactly. you can't even you can't even get in the points. So it's really remarkable what we're what we're witnessing here, what we're watching uh even though it's as boring as it is. Yeah, I mean I just it's it's wild to think that literally every race now we go into and you just know who's going to win. Yeah. Which like we ne- I don't think we've ever had that completely to this point where it's like oh yeah, this this guy's going to win for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's coming in at, you know, for betting people out there. He's coming in at races at like minus 600 like yeah and what what i mean that's like nearing territory of like yeah like when you have like a division one power five school play like a tiny school like that's like it's those ugly. type of odds where it's like you know that team's gonna win but yeah it's been real ugly for uh everyone else for everyone else <laughs> uh and they're having a lot of fun with it yes someone who's not enjoying it as much uh especially through the words of helmet marco sergio perez a man that came seventh in quali at the Dutch Grand Prix, yeah. converted it to fourth, just off the podium. Uh, Monza Quali fifth, finished second in the race. Yeah, I will say he's the last couple of races he's been better. I mean, that stretch he had in the middle of the year where he was missing Q three all the time was yeah, that was tough. Um, I just th- I mean, it is shocking though every week. The, and I know there's a gap between them, but the gap between him and Max is shocking every week. And I still think it's like he's gonna always. If he gets it close enough to the top five or six, he's going to finish in second because of the pace of the car. Mm-hmm. I just hope we like you'd like to see more out of him, Callie, where he's locking up at least that P two spot for sure. Regardless, you, but you know he's not always he's never been thought of as like an outstanding qualifier. No, and, and I think that's something that when he's up against Max is so yeah. easy to look at and be like he sucks in quality. But at the same time, like his he's not known for that. He's no. known for doing great things in the races and. Yeah, he probably is, is racing against some cars that he has no business being around at yeah. the start of some of these races. But even the fact that he's able to convert some of these super chaotic races still into fourth at the Dutch Grand Prix yeah. when I think he was on for a podium, had a penalty, uh, and then at Monza still converting it to second. You know, he did go That's through fair. that stretch where it was very ugly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's a, a race genius. He's a, a he's tire very whisperer. Tire, yeah. And. The Mexican Minister of Defense. I think he's the perfect teammate for Max. If Helmet would just shut up. Yeah, you're doing. You're <clears throat> you're doing a lot of defending here. I'll give you credit. You know, Ta- check out learn it from somebody. Their driver, but um, yeah, I mean, we obviously should talk about that. But you know, Helmet has come out. They were coming out and saying up until the summer break, it's his seat next year. Like it's not even a discussion who else would fill it. Then all of a sudden, summer break goes by, and then immediately before the Dutch Grand Prix, Helmet starts making these comments like, "Well, it's really based on like his performance the rest of the year," and it's leaned more and more into like them moving away from him. And then now he's even come out and said like, "Well, I need to evaluate my options and stuff like that." So it's it's so terrible to just follow the sport when this kind of wishy washy thing is yeah. going on. It is constant. You see oh, the yeah. same thing all the way back. From when Ricardo left, you had Albon, you had Gasly go through similar things, you know, 100% support. And then the next weekend, it's like, we're really evaluating our options. He's yeah. not living up to the mark. It's the same thing with Perez. They've been talking him up. They obviously talked him up and uh, really enjoyed the success that they've had with him and Max the last couple of years. 
But at the same time, in the background, there's always this, you know, questioning mind. And, like, what's good enough for you? Like, he's second in the driver championship. Yeah, he had some issues. But at the same time, you probably could go get some of these drivers that you talk about, and they're going to rival Max. And then you're going to have all kinds of issues. Yes, that's the – so that's that's a fair argument. And that's kind of my, like, confusion with it because I get both sides of it. Like, or I'm trying to play both sides of it here where I get – from their perspective this year, it doesn't matter. Like we talked about because they're so far ahead. Like, yep. yeah, like it's not, he's going to still probably finish second in the drivers and, but it doesn't matter for the constructors like Max getting enough points in his own, you know, they, I think they're thinking is okay. If one of these teams, which hopefully will happen, if Mercedes or Ferrari, or some of them start catching up close enough to where like they're battling those podium spots, then you start running the risk of like, okay, if, if, Ferrari or Mercedes is coming in second every race, at least second place, and it's you know on the edge of fighting for wins. Then you run into constructors' issues, and that's kind of what happened in 2021, where him and Lewis were on the same pegging, but Bottas outperformed Perez over mm-hmm. the course of the season by enough that it, they still lost the constructors that Red Bull did. So like I see that side of it where they're like, okay. Um, we well, Hamilton, someone... Hamilton also scored more points. Yes, so. well, yeah, but I, you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying. Like it's he, he didn't score more points. Yeah, so that was well, a trip. yeah, I know, but you you get what I'm saying. We're like, yeah, I do. The, from that second place perspective, but the other side of it, yeah, is like Max has always been their golden boy. They never want anybody to challenge him. So like, if you bring in someone and it's, I I don't know, like right now, it's, I he's I think the best out of everybody. But there are a few drivers out there that I think would be able to at least bring competitiveness to it and like match him in some instances yeah if you do that and like the we'll get into it in a little bit like the heavily rumored one right now is really picking up steam is like lando going there like if you bring lando there like lando's not someone that they're friends but like he's not going to take a back seat and just be like okay with it that's where checo and i think where i agree with you on this point has filled so perfectly with max is he's yeah. been that perfect supporting role of max and been okay with finishing second and all that and i think it's if you bring someone in like lando He's going to challenge it. There's ultimately just going to be you're going to end up getting 2016 Mercedes where you open yourself yeah, up to issues, a lot of issues that you wouldn't have if you just kept it as it is. Exactly. And Checo is doing a, I would say, a good enough job to hold it. It'd be one thing if he was like not even like if he wasn't even getting podiums, and you're like, okay, like this guy's not even like up to a, our standards of team. But yeah. Like, to want to bring that in and cause issues i i don't see why they'd want to do when max has always been their thing but like, yeah there's also so much to be said about like you don't know if any other driver could actually come in and drive yeah, this car know. competitively this second place this how close Ma- uh checo is to max maybe checo's the second best driver on the grid and we, we just, just have no know. idea we just don't know yeah it's fair you, because we don't. You have a long history no of drivers that can't do yeah. it, that can't get anywhere yeah. near the podium, that have struggled to get into to Q three. Yeah, he's never been consistently. No one's ever been close to him in that ass in the same car. Exactly. No one's ever been close to him. And Checo's continuing to to put in these good performances yeah. to be consistent. Maybe not as consistent as they want, but yeah. you can't expect two perfect golden boys and then no. everything to go along well. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work that way. That's where. And like you said, I agree. We we don't really know. Yeah. I think people can guess and like if you know if I if I if you like told me to like I don't know, if you told me to like bet on it, would I think like if you put Lewis or Charles or Lando in that seat, would mm-hmm. they probably be closer than Perez's? I would I would think, like my gut would tell me, yeah, but we don't we don't really know that. But I yeah. would just based on performances and how they've done in their own cars, I would think that. But like that's 
that's the thing is like how much you want to challenge that like unless you have someone you know yeah like yeah this guy can challenge it and we're okay if max doesn't win the driver's championship if this other person does yeah then do it then that's a great decision like you can build a power team and like just dominate between the two of you but if you want max to be the face of the team and like want him to be the thing then like you need someone that compliments it well and that's like that's what works so well with mercedes for all those years it's Mm -hmm. like Bottas, yeah, that. he yeah. could just accept that, and like, he was in the same way where like, yeah, he could, you know, he still wanted to win, and he had his weekends where he did perform a little better and get, he had a few wins and stuff, but like, his he knew his place is like helping the team and finishing on the podium and like helping the team with the constructor championship, and like, him and Lewis never got there was no disagreements ever, like it just went smooth for all five or six years, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Mercedes, let's go ahead and jump down to them. Uh, second in the constructors championship, we have George, George and Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton f- qualified thirteenth at the Dutch Grand Prix. Pretty off weekend for him. Finished sixth in the race. Was able to to yeah. you know figure things out in a very chaotic race. Uh, qualified eight in Monza and finished sixth. Uh, a decent run there. George qualified third was projected for a podium and threw it all away. Yeah. What did he think? What was his exact quote? Guys, I was, I was projected forecasted. for a podium. I was forecasted, forecasted yeah. for a podium, which yeah. I don't know about, like, I don't know if he would have been for, like, I know, you know what they didn't the forecast was all the rain on. was all the rain one. on, well, yeah. on at Sanford, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. So, yeah, three finished 17th, a really tough stint for him. He yeah. tried tried some more. He tried going really you know, long, and long. Yeah, he just did a bunch of weird stuff and did not work yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, tough, tough weekend for him. You know, starting yeah. on such a high and, and then not being able to follow it up. Qualified fourth, finished fifth in Monza. So a much better weekend for him. Yeah. Um, even though they weren't very happy with their weekend in Monza. No, they were both weekends since the summer break. They the they've been the third fastest car both weekends. Mm-hmm. Um. They just haven't really... It's not like they've been bad. Yeah. Which we talk about this all the time with Mercedes. A lot of these... Like, Red Bull's been perfect this year, right? But, like, these other teams, like Aston Martin or Ferrari, like, they always seem to have, like... There's... um, They're either, like, in second place or, like, they're not... Like, they're at the bottom of the top ten. I will say with Mercedes on a bad weekend, they're finishing fifth and sixth or something like that, which yeah. is why they're second in the constructors, but... They're clearly always the, like, third best team, yeah. which is weird because people will hop yeah. them. And, yeah. So I think Sometimes they have a second, consistent but they're clearly car. always a third. Yeah, very consistent car. Yeah. And they're very good. They have very good race strategy always. They always know what they're doing and, like, know what they need to do. And, like... And great consistent drivers. They have consistent drivers, too. They're not making a lot of mistakes. And I don't know. Yeah, it's been... It's a weird... <laughs> it's a weird place for them because, like, their standard is so high mm-hmm. that this is all just pretty much a failure to them in most aspects. Cause it's like, okay, well, this is the car is not where we want it to be for sure. Well, speaking of, of them having failures, they both signed through 2025 until yes. a new spec comes out, uh, expecting a lot more success from themselves uh, yes. from, from the sounds of it, both in Singapore here and the, and the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton wants that next championship so bad. And, uh, I think he's you know, gonna keep. I think he's gonna like. He's got a good he's chance keep to drive it until he gets it. Yeah. I just think he will. I think he'll like. I think this team is just so hard to rule out. Yeah. On a year to year basis, and obviously I'm a fan of them, so. Maybe oh yeah, that's... we're 100 percent gonna be at the end of this. Like, 
end of this year, like something in Abu Dhabi is gonna happen where like one of them's gonna finish second, and we're gonna be like next year's the like we're gonna make everybody predictions yeah. be like they're gonna get over the hump this year and we'll yeah. fall for it all again. You know my free bets, <laughs> my free bets in Fanduel yeah. of Mercedes winning the constructors' champions really just eat me alive every time I see it now. Yeah, that's a dead. You could double down on it though. I was going for value. Yeah, <laughs> double down at like plus six million. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and jump into Ferrari. Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz uh, finished sixth and ninth, uh, year respectively, because it was the opposite. Nice. You know, Leclerc and ninth. Nice. Sainz and sixth. Uh, Leclerc DNF in in uh, the Dutch Grand Prix, nineteenth DNF. Uh, what happened to him for the DNF? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't. Really <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, he, I, I think he. I think he just went off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was an engine, was it? Well, maybe it was. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Either way, he had a DNF. Whether whether he went off and the the weather was weird the whole weekend, or he had a DNF with the engine, it's still kind of classic Ferrari. But yeah, to me, like I, I don't even like I don't know. He's been okay this like i think the story is like i've been very impressed with carlos Sainz. absolutely i think he's been i mean let's go ahead and finish carlos Sainz here yeah quali sixth finished fifth yeah uh, a great runner-up for maybe the fourth best car that weekend yeah. third best car that weekend monza qualified on pole oh, yes and finished third on finished the podium third, yeah and held max off for the longest anyone has all season absolutely yeah great Besides racing teammate Outside asserted team, asserted yeah. his dominance yeah um on both, I mean, yes. Moving on a breaking, questionable, but well, I do want to say this is. I mean, this is a little throwback here. Him and Max having the same exact incident at turn mm-hmm. one that Lewis and Max had, but Max backing out of that one just proves a lot of our points we've said over the past yeah. year and a half. But yeah. I mean, that's another. <laughs> yeah, proves a lot that he you know, races, Max learned a lot because Max he's a great Lewis, driver yeah. and growing up in it's the definitely sport. not that Max races races differently versus certain drivers. <laughs> Um, I will say though, Carlos Sainz has been really impressive. He's to me, he's been better. He's in the point standings, he's higher in the driver mm-hmm. standings than Leclerc. I think he's been yep. better overall consistently this year than Leclerc. He has. I feel really bad for Leclerc, and I think a lot of people do. And here's why: he has the talent. Yeah, nobody's denying that he has the pure pace in him to be putting it on pole on a relatively consistent basis, and he does quality laps so well, and he drives very well. But he just tries way too hard when he's yes, outside of yes, the podium. Yes, thank you. Yes, that's that's. And he ends up. Yeah. he ends up costing himself. He ends up costing he himself. It. He, which I think used to be the case, and I, I feel like I've talked about. We talked about this before. Like this was a flip of past years, where I feel like Leclerc was always a step ahead of Signs and Steins. Steins. Signs kind of did like think about Australia in 2022 when he went in the gravel because he was mm-hmm. starting 20th, and he felt like he had to catch up to Leclerc yep. right away. I feel like that's flipped this year, and not because Carlos Carlos has been better, but Claire is just like I'm outside the winds. Yeah, um, and so he's like, I need to just try way harder. And he knows and he can. A lot of the stuff has been his own fault, like where mm-hmm. he's gone off or like had a bad quality lap or like done something wrong. Yeah, and Science hasn't made those mistakes. He's just been consistent. He's done what he can do with the car and gotten to where it needs to be. So yeah. Yeah, it's been a very different year than years past yeah. where he has the car under him to be consistently yeah. doing that. And now I think he he still wants to be doing it, yeah. but the car is just not yeah. letting him handle it as well. Uh, that's Ferrari. A decent recap. Their home race, uh, still a podium. I still think a podium. Really well done. Uh, 
consistent both the I mean they finished 3-4 three, four three, there. 3-4. Four. It's qualified a great league first third. A lot of momentum going forward, but yeah, I, to me the story of the season is still I've been blown away by Carlos cuz I thought For sure. I think all and as everyone thought, I always thought of Leclerc being a, just a step above and Dominant, kind of leading yeah. that team and like Carlos has been better this year, so. Yeah. All right, let's move down to fourth in the Constructors' Championship, Aston Martin, and the man carrying that team, Alonso. Yeah, this this team's so funny. Well, credit where credit's due, they got they get the podium with Alonso in the Netherlands. Their first one since Alonso said they were going to get podiums the rest of the year. Yeah. It just took him like nine more races to get another one. Yep, he qualifies fifth, finishes second in Monza. He qualifies tenth, finishes ninth in the points. Uh, the car didn't go well around Monza. Um, no. As Stroll found out, he went 11 and 11 in the Netherlands, 20th, qualified 20th, and finished 16th in Monza. Yeah, it might be time to. Uh, Not great. It might be time to hit up hit up the tennis scores for Stroll. You know, he there was so much optimism, and I, the team can say that oh, it's our fault, it's our fault, as yeah. much as they want. They're you know they keep they trying get paid to, by they his keep dad. trying to, yeah they keep saying for his dad's sake and for his sake like they're they're like i saw one of it said like mike crack said that like they're the drivers were there's really no difference between the two i'm like come on dude yeah like, what are you talking about uh, alonzo is watching stroll yeah. on the big on the screen yeah when he's in a podium in position, position and strolls fighting in the teens in, huh? yeah if that i mean maybe in the 20s yeah so it's i don't know there's been such a big discrepancy that team Started off so promising, they made all the wrong turns in with the upgrades. Um, I still think they're Alonso just because he's a great driver, and mm-hmm. some of the tracks, I think they'll still get a podium the rest of the year, but Stroll's nowhere to be found. He's completely dragging, like, Alonso's just dragging them along in the constructors. Yeah. Um, again, I and think they're getting caught. talked about they're getting caught. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if McLaren catches them before the end of the year, yeah. just because Stroll's been so inconsistent. What I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he's been consistent, though. Just He's been consistently like not, not in the points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been really tough, and yeah. and a decline that is unfortunate. You know, you think back to two years ago, and he's really performing well, getting points when yeah. he probably shouldn't be, and you know, well, in the racing point days, he was that twenty twenty season. I mean, they I did mean, the car was they did cut, illegal <laughs> control C control V on the twenty nineteen Mercedes. Yeah, but he didn't have a check of win. Yeah. but you know, whatever. Yeah, anyway, moral of the story, Aston Martin, still a good car. Uh, a lot of comments surrounding Stroll, but nothing's really going to come of it, I'm sure. No, he'll keep driving. As long as his dad owns the team, he'll keep driving. Yeah. Let's jump down to McLaren, a team hotly in pursuit of Aston Martin. Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri. Lando goes two, converts it to seventh. Uh, a tough yeah, weekend for him after. That's a, that's a total it screw was. up. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of drama. Yeah. You know, Good for him to get back in the points. Oh yeah, he, he did was fight similar back. to George. He did fight back, but they, for those of you that didn't watch, it was raining. Everyone came in after the first lap, not on the first, like after that. So they did a lap. Not everyone. Yeah, well, not everyone. There was like five people that they stayed. did a lap that, and they they should have just boxed him right away. Yeah, and he would have stayed in. He would have finished probably in second based on yeah. the pace the car had. He flashed they, to the they, comrade. Yeah, well. but they and he wanted to box him, but they said no. They thought the rain was going to pass. It clearly yeah. wasn't. And then he ends up falling all the way to the back of the order, like pretty much in last, and then yeah. fights his way back through and finishes in seventh. But there was a lot of talk about, you know, does it add to a driver's greatness if they're willing to say something against the team or do something against the team, like we saw Leclerc do in yeah. that exact race, 
pull in when they were telling him not to, yeah. and then they obviously screwed him over without having the tires. Yeah, no, but we got forgot to mention that they had no wheels ready at all. Yeah, well, they ended up DNFing the car. I think yeah. he crashed in practice. They had old uh, old components yeah, and ended up retiring, not yeah. to put miles on. Uh, with McLaren, yeah, Norris, you know, is there something that gets taken away because he didn't make that call? Didn't have the, I, I want to, you know, spine maybe. Yeah, not I don't the best know. Word. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know how you do that, right? Because like he did keep saying, like he kept saying, like we need to box, like this yeah. is ridiculous. But yeah, it's like do you? I don't know. It's it's it's. I feel like it's a fifty fifty thing, cause, right? Because if he does box and it stopped raining. Yeah. Then it's like, look at this idiot. Like, yeah. Why isn't he listening to the team? It's a really a lose lose situation. Yeah. Because like, if he and like if he does box and it works out for him, you're still going to get the people within the team that are saying like, why, like you need to be listening to team orders. Like, all hype. I don't know. Yeah. I'd say it's 2020 though. I don't, it's it's tough to say like. Yeah. I think they made a mistake. I mean, obviously, like I said, hindsight's 2020. It's really easy to look back and say that, but. Mm-hmm. Um. They still fought back in the race. I think overall, I don't. In, in Monza, they had they had an okay car. Yeah. Um. They did all right. He got stuck behind Albon, which was a, just a rocket ship on that straight. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get past. But. Run through the rest of these standings here. So Lando went two, converted to seventh in the race. Piastri was eight, converted to nine in the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, Norris went nine, converted to eighth. Piastri was seventh, converted to twelfth at Monza, yeah. and yeah, like you said, in Monza, both of them were kind of stuck in that yeah, DRS train. Yeah, well, he had, he had the incident points. with Hamilton. Piastri did. Yes, yeah, game. yeah. And Piastri's had a he's had a little bit of an unlucky year. A couple of nose dives yeah. that he probably had no yeah. business doing. I mean, it was Hamilton's fault, but it was still like one of those ones where like neither of them probably should have been in that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that's fair, but. Yeah, I've, they're on pace right now. We we said this in the summer break. Oh, I think we agreed on like eight, that Lando would outscore them like eighty to sixty or something. That's mm-hmm. tend to be where it seems to be trending is, yeah, that type of thing. And I think it's gonna like for me as as a McLaren fan and a Lando fan. Like I hope they just continue to to build this out for next year. Mm-hmm. They're at this point. Like let's just keep let's not throw everything at the wall for this year to try to get us podium. Like yeah. just keep building it out to set ourselves up for you're consistently fighting for podiums over the course of a whole season. Yeah, I think I struggle to to think about them turning it off and turning it on for next season because they always seem to come into to Yeah. I mean, they'll always go first in the standings in preseason, but they always come in with a lot of issues. Yeah. At least it has been the last Yeah, they really four or five up the, years, the, you the, know. Lando will go P1 that first practice Friday in Bahrain. For sure. And then he'll be like this is don't believe this. Yeah. And then They'll have nine. And then everybody will believe it. The the brakes will blow up on the first lap of the race. Yeah. That's the type of thing they do. Yep, exactly. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I think Piastri's been, to me, he's got, he's met the expectations. So, up to this point in the season, they have a great young driver duo. I mean, their biggest issue, in my, based on the rumors we've heard now, is going to be how can they keep Lando? That's going to be the biggest issue. If they can keep him, I can see this being a driver pairing for the next, not 10 years, but. Five, six Something years like at least. It. Like Why a not? long time. Yeah. Just based on how talented they both are and like they seem to be getting along well along, and yeah. like it just seems like a real positive vibes For team, sure. I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. It always kind of has. It always kind of has. I mean, they didn't push. They've always been a fun team to just root for because they, yeah. they had Ricardo before and like they had signs before that and yeah, it's always just been sure. a fun team. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the exact opposite of a fun team, Alpine. <laughs> yeah, good. Good, <laughs> good, good, good call there. 
Too we got, French, just too French. Uh, O'Connor and Gasly. Sorry to our French listeners. <laughs> Alex is, is not. French. I have nothing against French people. It's just, it's really just O'Connor. I don't know why he's just so French and like it's like, it's like out of a movie. It seems fake. It seems fake to me. Shout out Frenchie. Shout out Frenchie. Shout out, yeah, shout out Frenchie for sure. Uh, okay, Ocon seventeenth finished. Where did he finish? In the teens. In the teens. Uh, Gasly. 12th and converts it to a podium absolutely before you get into monza he absolutely killed the strategy he He hit right at the right time they put him at right at the right time he came out and then to his credit that alpine car is the most and it has been for the last couple of years the most mid car on the grid yeah they're most the most they've been the most perfectly average team Mm -hmm. for the last like three or four years and he, now Grant Danvoort is hard to pass at, but he held his own there. He kept kept the podium on. I think he was in second for a while before Alonso got past him, but he held third then. And I know Perez ended up getting past and then had the penalty at the end, but he kept it close. I, I still think it's like, he I think earned he, it because he's, he kept, I mean, Perez committed a penalty and he stayed within five, like, he yeah. stayed within the five seconds of him. Yep. Yeah. And then and he had. The Red Bull's a much faster car, so. Yeah. And he had Carlos coming behind him, yeah. too. I mean, a whole lot of things that, that he was able to really pull together. And, yeah, I mean, two safety cars. Uh, we had a lot of all drama kinds that of, race. All kinds of drama that race, yeah. Uh, so, good for them. They they did well in the Dutch Grand Prix with yeah. Gasly on the podium. Uh, tough for Ocon to have to kind of watch that when he was just, yeah. you know, he did not get the strategy he right. He might have gotten 10th in that one. Uh, it looks like he did. I was going to say, you have a rain running out. Yeah. Uh, no, I have a one and nothing after okay, yeah, that. Okay, he was so 10. I think he, he definitely didn't win the race. I think race. he was 10. No, he didn't Not win this time. Not this time. Uh, okay, let's go to Monza. 18th for Ocon and 19th DNF for Ocon. Yeah, it was. Uh, when? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Why? That was the most, Nobody that was knows. The most mysterious DNF in the history of Formula 1. I'll yeah. say it. I'll, st- I'll stand on that wall there. He came in. They didn't even show him DNFing. No. It just popped up on the board like a few laps yeah. after. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happened. They never talked about never. it. never showed a replay. No one said anything. Until the post-race show, there was not even a mention. There was not even a mention. DNF. Uh, where are we at here? Gasly, 17th to 15th. Um, mediocre that performance. That car stunk there. It just it's, stunk. Yeah, it's not a fast. It just stunk. In a straight line car. Um, no, that's why they did well at Sanford. Mm-hmm. Just get the, that car is not a straight line car. and should do well at, at Singapore. It should do well at we'll Singapore see. too. Although we have the adjusted track layout this year. With the that is tractor. true. That is true. All right, uh, let's jump to Williams. We got oh, Alexander this Albon. This is a, just a fun team. Alexander Albon. He has been maybe in terms of just standout candidate of the year. Standout, yeah. Like um, obviously Max been the best driver this year, but it's, nah. I think <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, like, the most improved driver, even though he did well last year, like, he took another step up this year, where at this point in the season, like, they've, and a credit to Williams, too, they've gotten that car in a place where I could see him finishing at the back of the top 10 every race the rest of the season. I could see them getting yeah. one point the rest of the season. I mean, week. you can say back of the top 10, but he's he's quality. fighting yeah. the front he's of the top 10. at the top, yeah, I'm saying, like, finishing, he's finished, like, yes. eighth or ninth most of the time. But yes, that's fair. Did well in Zandvoort. I think it was he sixth in Zandvoort. He went fourth quality to eighth okay. in Zandvoort. Uh, Sergeant went tenth Q3. Yeah. Land of the free. Land of the free. And then yeah. DNF'd. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters at all the rest of the season. 
for that one moment, America was fully back. Absolutely. Fully back. We, we won't, until Andretti joins the sport, we won't get that feeling again. But yeah. he, for that short moment, and then he immediately said, that's enough, I'll go ahead and crash out now. I just wanted to get in. Yeah. And then did but, the same in the race. Did the same even, in the race. But not bothered. I will say, <laughs> jokes aside, I will give him credit for putting it into Q3 finally. Yeah. Um, he's been getting closer and closer, it seems, every week to like on the edge of it, and he finally mm-hmm. made it in. Um, I do, I'm starting to lean because we haven't heard any more rumblings other than like they're still evaluating him. I could see them still giving him another chance next year. Here's my thoughts. Just because it seems like the rumors I've heard about Mick Schumacher having no options for next year makes me think that they're, who are they going to replace him with? I'm going to say this now, uh, but let's cover it more in depth yeah, in, this a, is gonna in a be, few minutes here. I'm going to make a, depending on what you say here, I have a statement to make if and, you say something wrong right here. And I'm going to mute myself to cry. Yeah. Uh, there have been more drivers across the grid looking at losing their seats than I had initially thought. Yes. And I think we I both initially thought. Uh, what are your even, thoughts on Sargent? Even over summer break. That's fair. Uh, I think because of this, Sargent's chances to keep his seat have dramatically increased. Okay, good. Because if you would have said, I think he's going to lose his seat, I would have followed with, you hate the United States of America. <laughs> no. No, I'm not going to jail for treason yes. over a podcast. Uh, no, I think he has I agree with shown that take, potential. Yeah. He's shown potential, and there's so many things up in the air. It'll be it might just be easiest for Williams to say, okay, like let's just keep him another year. My and biggest my biggest gripe with Logan Sargent is he doesn't lean into the American thing enough. Well, a <laughs> I think they force him into the American thing, but. Honestly, my biggest gripe is that he continues to make the same mistakes, yes, it feels like. he does continue to make the same mistakes. And I don't think, especially with a teammate like Albon, where you see the potential yes. in that car, he's... He, and they're, they're not asking him to be up to Albon's pace yet. No. I think... It's Which they would have yeah, the right to be. They'd have the right to be, but I think they're asking by the end of the season, okay, can he at least be... You know, for me, if I was Williams, I'd be like, can he at least be pushing it into Q2 every time? Yeah. And then the race getting, you know... Somewhere in the 15 to 10 range. If he can do that, and then next year they say, okay, now we expect you to be closer to Albon in terms of pace, then Uh, he keeps it, but I don't know. And he did. He went 15th in Monza Quali and finished 13th. Yeah. It's all about going forward. If he can go forward forward in that Williams, I think he'll keep it. If he can every race Mm -hmm. move forward in the race, that's going to help him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be something to watch. It's, uh, you know, Williams is one of those teams where they could announce their driver pairing uh, 10 minutes before the first session of preseason, and we wouldn't even bat our eyes because no. that's just how late they end up going. Yes, yeah. Uh, even when they have a driver like Albon. I yeah. mean, it, it took them a long time to, to settle that. Let's go ahead and jump down to Haas. Hulkenberg, Magnussen, two drivers signed for two more years yep. uh, each with that team. I, I think mean, we called that. I think we said that it was going to happen. Yeah, and and it's. I think it makes it's sense. It's not pretty. It's what they want. It's wanted. not pretty, but I think it makes sense. Hulkenberg's done really well this year, and they like the setups he does. Yeah. Um, and then Magnuson has been. I, it's tough because the Haas cars is not good, and yeah. they can't seem to get it right ever. Mm-hmm. So it's really tough to evaluate them. I I think the argument is is like who else do you put in that seat? Like they could go get two new people, but like what? It, you might as well take the two experienced drivers and be like, oh, let's at least have a shot here. They, I, you know, 
They're going to have a new title sponsor next year. I'm hoping that helps. That gets them closer to, no money to the cost cap. Uh, no, they're going to have Sauber. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like, man, we had that. I mean, so that would have been... Tough to lose our axe when we had that money gram over there. On the That's true. Yeah, so close. <laughs> uh, you know, they they just can't develop. They can't no. continue to develop. And I think they're a lot really of that... They're really bad developing. They're really bad. They, are, and, I mean, they might be the worst. You could argue, because they've been in the sport for so long. You've had all these... You've had some terrible trash teams come in for like a year or two. They've been in the sport since 2016. They've just gotten worse pretty much every year. Yeah. And they just make no developments during the year ever. And I know they don't have a ton of money for it, so hopefully the tire sponsor yeah. helps with that. But, like, they they might be – they well, right now they'd probably go down as the worst developing team. In recent history. In recent history. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is really tough to, to keep up with. I think because so many of these teams are developing so quick, and yeah. especially out of the backfield. I mean, we see Aston Martin making this big jump. We see McLaren, Alpine, yeah. all We're making the these. Back and making a, he can make a huge jump in the season. Even with Williams being, you know, Williams... I mean, Williams is always thought about as the last years is just the dumpster. Williams has never had a consistently good car. Not yeah. never, sorry. I shouldn't say that. In the last... Seven, years. yeah, ten yeah. years. Let's say ten. Let's, since, since 2014, since Bottas was there. Free Bottas, Free Bottas exactly. Yeah. PB, PB. Since then, they have not had a consistently good car. But what they've been able to do is take a a track layout, take yeah. one skill that they've been really good at, which is, which is speed, being yeah. slippery. Yeah. <laughs> and they have just milked it. Yeah. Any <sighs> If there's any track that has a decent straight on it, they just... They remove they, all downforce from the car and just go full. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be the fastest car. If they can create a DRS train, they don't care. They don't care. They, they can just get – as long as they can get one car in the top ten, they can just hold it there. And then you're fighting for point. I mean, they're in seventh right now. Yeah. They're in seventh, which, you know, two years ago, you tell them they're going to be in seventh. They take they'd that take any that. day of the week. Yeah, Absolutely. they got three teams behind them. So I think it's – you know, it's up to Haas to just choose what they're good at and really – Really fight for it, but yeah. I think they're just a team that comes out this. really strong. We need to the American thing too more. Yeah, they come out strong, right? Yeah. Whether that's like oh, they're always going to get P five in the first race. Exactly. Like if I if next year when we roll next year, let's let's actually make a reminder that we need to bet one of the two drivers to finish top six at Bahrain because they one hundred percent will have one of the two drivers finish yeah. top six at Bahrain and then score no points for fourteen straight races. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So that's been tough to watch. Let's go ahead and jump down to Alfa Romeo. Joe, a driver that we've mentioned earlier indirectly and makes me want to cry. And Valtteri Bottas. Yeah. Joe, quali P16, finished P18 with a DNF after the rain came down for the second time in the Dutch Grand Prix. Bottas, 19th, 14th, uh, went wide, almost crashed into Joe. Yes. When that rain came down. Yeah. Tough weekend for them. Didn't get the strategy right. Didn't have the car for it. Monza qualified 16th, 14th. Joe Bottas, respectively, finished 14th, 10th. So Bottas picks up another point. Just grows the gap that I really need Joe to win out. Yeah, (laughs) okay. So there's a couple things to unpack here. One, you guys don't know by now, Tyler is the biggest Joe guy, or as as Otmar used to call him, Zoo. (laughs) Um Tyler's the biggest show guy I've ever seen. He is the biggest show guy I've ever seen. There's not many show. I think he's a man that deserves some respect. Yeah, uh, I agree. But 
you're the biggest Joe guy I know, and this has been a really tough few weeks for you because there's a lot of rumors now of yeah. him not having the funding, like enough funding for next year to keep the seat and then potentially replacing him with poor share. Um, yeah. We'll see. I think he's done well. The prop, Alfa Romeo, nice looking car, but in terms of performance, they might, they might be the most disappointing team this year. They're up there with some of the nicest were, merch in the paddock. Yeah, the great merch, great that. Like they were okay last year. And I think we all thought, like, okay, let's see if they can take that step to be, like, a true midfield team. Mm-hmm. They are. That car is horrible. Yeah. I mean, it bought it. They're, they're fighting for their lives to get one point in a race. Like, they're another car like Haas. They come out strong, and yeah. then they just can't keep up with the other no. teams. And- they just, I feel like they've made no upgrades. Like, we just haven't heard a lot. And, like, we don't. I don't think we hear a lot either because there's no drama, right? Like, yeah. Bottas is just happy. Like, the team seems to be happy. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when Sauber leaves them, right? Mm-hmm. To what happens, but um, they actually have another title sponsor, and I can't remember it off the top. Oh, of is it head. Audi? Aren't they gonna uh, be, they're going to eventually be Audi. They right? will be Audi, but I think that's twenty five. Oh, twenty five. Okay. That Audi comes in, so I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think Bottas will still be there next year. I think he'll get re-signed. The Joe things up in the air. Um, they really, which I know it's going to be tough for you to hear. They really seem to like him. <laughs> Mr. Theo, Mr. Theo over at, uh, is he, what is he in right now? F2? Is he even racing? Or is he just reserved driver? I think driver? he is an F2, yeah. But they seem to be really liking him. I think they will keep Bottas, but Joe, the rumor is that like, he's not performed well enough to outweigh the lack of apparent funding he will not be able to bring going we, forward. Yeah, we've got to remind ourselves and, and, you know, people who don't know, Alfa Romeo is a Ferrari customer team. Yeah. They are a Ferrari, you know, sister team Junior in team. essence. <laughs> That's why Giovinazzi was there for so yeah. long. And even, you know, add another driver name to the mix that could be getting a seat. Uh, the funding with Joe's seat is questionable. That's yeah. the seat that Ferrari kind of co-owns. Yeah. Uh, Porsche is a Ferrari junior driver. Yeah. Bottas is in there, and I think he's in there for the long haul. From from yeah, how he like feels about the team it, and how he feels, and they like him, and and he's, he's a good driver. I mean, he's a good driver. Yeah. He's been better than Joe. Yeah, uh, on most weekends. Yes, on many weekends. On average. Um, yeah, I would hate to see Joe leave the sport. I know. Yeah, that's going to be a tough podcast that we're going to have to probably record this year. Okay, I'll bring <laughs> tissues. All right, let's go ahead and jump to Alpha yeah, Tower. It won't be as tough though as with what's the. I will tell everyone right now. If that Red Bull second Red Bull seat is different next year, we'll be holding a funeral service and everything for Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even for the it'll be even we'll after, have a special episode just to talk about that with Tyler after Abu Dhabi. Uh, I think we might have to start the podcast, play the Dutch national anthem, and both yeah. of us might have to leave for yeah, a few minutes just minutes. to let it. So I think it's going to be. Uh, it could be a tough. It could be a tough off season for you. Yeah, let's not get into it too fast. So let's jump to Alpha Tauri. <laughs> Yuki Sonoda, Liam Lawson, the super sub. Sonoda 14 converts to 15. Lawson 20 in his first qualifying session in F1, converts 13th, finishes ahead of his teammate for the first race in a row, moves into the second race in a row, does it again. They qualify 11 12. Sonoda outperforming in quali, but Sonoda DNFing. DNSing. Did not, Did not start. start. Yeah, because he car he, blew the up. Car blew up. Uh, I had them in my predictions to get a point or, or yes, get you points. Did. You were close. He was eleventh. Lawson was. Uh, Lawson was eleventh. I think if Sonoda was there, they would have had a better team strategy. 
a yeah. little more to play for. Uh, yeah, that's something we haven't touched on any of our predictions. We actually both did. I think we did pretty well. Pretty well. We think yeah. we did pretty well. I mean, nobody's ever gonna know. We did great. I think yeah. we hit all of our. No, predictions. I will actually say, honest <laughs> truth. I think we actually did do pretty well both weekends. We did do. We did. Yeah, we did. And I think we actually, uh, we did. We did predict Max for pole when Signs got it, didn't we? Yeah, that was the only one we got wrong. But again, we're always gonna predict Max for pole and always Max to win. That's true. Because you'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, Tori. That car is trash. That is a terrible car. Um, that Their team, in terms of just drivers and stuff, is going to be the ultimate drama this offseason. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going to happen. There's rumors of this, rumors of that. I, I don't even know what's going to happen. I just thought of it in my head right now. Like, what if they keep Ricardo? Because they seem to really just love Ricardo. Yeah, um, I don't know where that's coming from. We talked yeah. about this over the break. The only they're only going to keep one of those two drivers, Sonoda yes. and Ricardo, well, and it's yeah, whoever this, outperforms this the other. Right. Yeah, but they seem to love Ricardo now. They seem and to Rick- really be talking about Ricardo. Ricardo didn't even outperform no, Sonoda no, in the race that, and a half. I just thought of my head right now, just because we were just talking about the Checo thing. Checo joins some other team, like let's say he takes Joe's seat at like Alfa Romeo, just something really random, right? Yeah. They promote Sonoda. This is like just thought of right now. They promote Sonoda to Red Bull for one year, or Ricardo to Red Bull for one year before they ultimately go get Lando after. Then they fill Lawson and either Snowder or, or Ricardo, whatever one doesn't go up on the Alphatory thing. Actually, I just thought of my head right now. I mean, I'm I'm really hesitant to say anything now because I think, you know, I'm reminded every week, and I don't know why I haven't, yeah. you know, just sunk my teeth into this. Helmut Marco can't make up his freaking mind either. No, that's what I'm. That's what I don't think anyone's. They could all. They it could be none of those three. The Alphatory team could be two new people completely because he. Could, I mean, the Red Bull team could be two new people. Well, By the way, Helmut Marco. That's true. Yeah, we never know. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I think it's down to Checo. Checo's the first domino. Yes, I think whatever happens to Checo then will affect the rest. But I think for AlphaTauri, it would be between Sonoda, Ricardo, and Lawson. Would be between those three. I'd be surprised if anybody else got in that seat. Yep. It's just gonna. It's all gonna depend on what happens with Checo, in my opinion. I think. Yeah. I. Yeah. Albon's another Checo interesting driver. Go down but he to just the, signed for so He long. would go to another team. He would go to. Like Alfa Romeo, or... Checo would not stay with the yeah. with the Red Bull family. No, no. Uh, no, I yeah, I agree with you there. I think Lawson is quickly making a name for himself. Uh, what does make me hesitant is the fact that DeVries made a name for yeah, drivers that stand in name. and he get made points. A big name for himself. So I think that might. Yeah, I'm gonna be hesitant to pick any driver like that again because yeah. like he DeVries was so bad. Lawson is showing really good form. I mean. You can't knock him for finishing 11th and 13th in his first no. two races in that car, yeah. a car that Sonoda, three-year vet, hasn't been able to finish in the top 15 in those two races. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot for him to look forward to. I think there's a lot for the team to look forward to. Uh, I think they're all incredibly skeptical uh, yeah. of anybody but Max. Yeah. yeah. So Forever. Forever, Literally forever. <laughs> I mean, they can't go three weekends in a row sure. with the same. And this is hilarious thing about. Well, I guess I had that over those couple of years. I literally would not be surprised if, like, the day Max retires, whenever that is, like, if the team just implodes, like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, not if they're trying to go get another young guy. Um, they can't go three weekends in a row without having the same sentiment about one of their drivers other than Max. Oh no, they change every weekend. Yeah, they change every weekend. Some Marco changes his views about all the drivers in the grid, though. Every weekend. Pro- on a freaking day basis a day basis one driver is better than the next it's terrible 
but yeah, that car stinks. I mean, they did say going forward they're going to really start to utilize Red Bull more, though, in helping them with. Which, like, they're like, yeah, we're going to really have, like, the Red Bull team help and, like, model it after theirs. So, like, that, I'm like, you weren't doing that this whole time? Like, what were you, th- what, you thought you could make your own car better? Yeah, yeah, that's like, what are we doing? All right, new segment. We're going to start it right now. You ready? Oh, boy. Pull your phone up. We're putting our money where our mouth is. We're going to, we're going to make a bet. Okay, I don't have any money in my account right now, so it's going to have to be on your... Oh, tough first weekend of football yeah. for you. No, I mean, I didn't... I just didn't put... I just don't have any in. I'm a... I'm a not a gambling guy. <laughs> I'll let you make it, and I'll just agree with it and get around to eventually. <laughs> All right, Singapore... Oh, we can bet out to the Vegas Grand Prix. We're not going to yet. Let's go ahead and jump to Singapore. Here we go. Uh, all kinds of things. What are we feeling? What are we feeling? What are we feeling? Uh, winner without Max Verstappen. That's always a decent one. Yeah. Winner without Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, and Red Bull. That's a thing you can bet? There's decent juice here, too. Who's the top of that? Albon plus 200. Pierre plus 250. Ocon plus 250. I might ride. Keep going. Ocon. Keep going. No, keep going uh, there. Plus 250. Hulkenberg, Bottas, Sonoda, okay, no, yeah. Lawson. I think the Ocon plus two, the only thing worth the value there would be Ocon plus two fifty. I don't even like that though. I, yeah. It's just so random at that point when you're limited. What about the Matt without Max? When without Max? Uh, I mean we can. I do, know Checo's gonna be minus, but add beyond Checo. I don't actually know if that's in here. I like that they just said winner without half the field. Like what yeah, is that, that was. I've never seen that one before. Uh, double podium finish, double top 10 finish. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's see some props here. What do we got? Uh, winning margin, uh, safety car, safety car. That's gotta be a big yes. Yeah. Minus 600 on the yes there. What's the no? Uh, plus 350. God, Formula One has the worst odds yeah, the for odds anybody should be higher than plus 350. It's disgusting. Yeah. If the no was like plus like. 800 i'd like to lay the lay the no just for the juice but yeah all right here we go fastest qualifier without mercedes red bull mclaren aston martin and ferrari oh man albon is still the. i don't like albon there though because that's not it's not a slippery circuit it is a williams sandwich here alexander albon at plus 225 logan Sargent coming up in the rear at plus 6500 oh wait that might be that might be the wait what is who's about the two alpines uh, Pierre Gasly, Ocon, Hulk. It's literally the rest of the field between the two. Okay, yeah. See, I wouldn't go with the Williams there because I don't think they're going to be very good at the track. I don't think so either. I think this could be a decent Alpine, Alpine track. track. Yeah, we should do a little Alpine. We go, so we go a little double point finish for Alpine? Pierre and Ocon. What's a double point finish for Alpine? Let's, let's check it We're out. We're doing this only on Tyler's phone. Like I have any say in this, but... Team props, qualifying, race winning car. Where is this at? Team props. This is really good podcasting, too. Double top six, double top ten finish. Alpine, plus 250 for double top ten finish. I don't know if I buy it, to be honest. Again, that's, that's one of the ones are so bad. Yeah, they're gross. They're I mean, so Red bad. Bull Racing, minus 550. McLaren's minus 350. Mercedes, minus 350. Ferrari's minus 275. It is not pretty. All right, I think we're leaning. Uh, 
winner without, and we're going to have to go with Esteban Ocon, winner without half the field. Oh, give me a juicy bonus. Apply it. Put down here. What, what are you, you going to put a dollar? No, I have a $5 bonus bet. Oh, there you go. Bang. Money down. Ocon to win without yeah, anybody else. What? <laughs> Twelve fifty. Oh, yeah. Big roller over here. That is value. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Singapore. That was a really good set there. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, if there's any Please listeners gamble responsibly right now, if you yeah, need help. Gamble, yeah, we're not financial advisors. Um, yeah. Okay, all right. Anyway, wrapping up, Singapore is coming up. I think Mercedes is going to have a top six finish. That's what I should have bet on. What am I thinking? Yeah. Uh, I might go do that after this. Uh, Mercedes looking good. I think Alpine could have a good weekend here. McLaren might fight at the top as well. Uh, Max this, will probably put it in a wall. They've been chattering it up because it's now we have the longer, we have the extra straight now in the third sector. Mm hmm. But there's been a lot of chatter, which I think is just deflecting from them. Basically, like we're like corner's been like, if someone's gonna get us, like this would be the one because it's hard to pass here. Yeah, they have been talking that. Because it's kind of like Monaco, yeah. where like if one of them can, and it just worked out there on pole for that. But like, if you can get one car in front here, and there's some chaos and stuff, it's, it's just not. See it. I just don't see it. <laughs> I just don't no. see how. Again, and I kind of want to see it now. Like, I don't see how Max loses a race rest season. I just don't. And we said this yeah. ten races ago. When he won Miami, we said I could see him like start like I think we flirted with Checo for a little bit, but then after he won the next one, we're like, okay, there's no. Yeah, yeah, because Checo didn't even qualify well. Yeah, I think it is uh, an inevitability. It's not inevitable. It will be a very difficult task. I mean, there's yeah. he would have to nearly double his record that he's made right yeah. now. I so. think he'd have to. He had to be out qualified by two cars. I think if he qualified P3. Two top cars. Two top cars. Yeah. I think if he qualified P3. Race pace cars. And it wasn't, and neither of them can be his teammate because they would just let Max pass by. Um, I think if, like, if both Mercs or, like, one of the McLarens and the Mercs, like, and it's got people that are, like, if Lando and Lewis can out-qualify him somehow and be P1 and P2, and they can get through the first corners clean and be ahead of him. Then you're like, okay, wait a second. Like, is he going to be able to get past both of these? The tough part is nobody wants to race him. I mean, it at this point, you think it, it's got to yeah, be Kevin Magnussen for it to be any drama. That's why I say if it's if it's either of the Ferraris or if it's any of the top couple teams, right? Like, if They'll it's fight for a win, one. if it's for a win, but if they're like legitimately like we can like it's a track that's hard to pass and like we think we can win this, like they'll race them hard. They're yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Which that would be, then we always go back to the thing where we always say, like, whoever's on, like, this person has a fun chance to do the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Just, just end both their races. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, we will check it out. We will get back to you now that our uh, audio equipment is back up and running. Yes. We're happy to be with you again. Uh, we will see you in Singapore. Goodbye.